This week, episode three of the Back Bay Composers podcast, we have Alan Chow back after a year. We discuss his new song, You Moved On, and a little older one, I Hardly Know You. So it's been a year since you came on last time for like the first episode. What's happened within that year? Let's start there. Has it really been a year? It, yeah, I know. I looked at the date of the last time we had published the episode. It's been a year. So last time we talked, we were both still in school, um, just sort of writing music, starting to think about yeah. future plans. And now and then future happened and like we're in totally different place. We're, we're recording this in two different states. Yeah. And then I'm still in school. <laughs> you're still, I mean, I wouldn't say that as a, that's a, I wouldn't say, uh, you're still in school. That's a, you're at a good school. Where are you at right now? Uh, so I'm at Frost School of Music in Miami, Florida, part of University of Miami. Woo woo. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, man, when we kind of were talking, was I talking about grad schools or anything or? I don't even remember what we were talking. I feel like we were just trying to survive undergrad. And like, I forget, was that before all the grad school auditions and everything? Yeah, it was. It was like the first couple of weeks of school. Okay, I see. Yeah, well, I just kind of made the decision to kind of you know, try doing some grad school auditions and, and see if there would maybe be some, you know, some nice situations that I could you know, do. Cause it was either like, I don't, I mean, so you've been doing the opposite. You're working, you're making money and you're living as an adult. <laughs> and I just kind of wanted to put that off a little more if I could and, and, and still be in school, you know, that, that was the main thing. I was really lucky to, you know, having, gotten into yeah. frost and, and it's a really nice really great school here really great environment everybody's so friendly and you know already things are things are looking good you moved on i have tried it's amazing what three years alone can do for your self-esteem what did i learn from all of this time on my own surely i'd have grown into someone who was whole who could then find someone else and be happy till the end but maybe i was wrong maybe you were the only one who could ever show me love and I gave you up. So yeah, and let's start from there. So you recorded. Was, did you record this at Frost? You moved on. Um, part of the program here. So I'm a studio jazz writing major, and oh. it's a lot of it is about the jazz writing for sure. But then like, and especially this semester, it's very tech heavy. We're learning how uh-huh. to use a lot more studio equipment. Um, every Friday we were supposed, we record, um, the school's forums, do video for that too. And like, I've had some, I've been had some experience with pro tools and, um, videography before, especially while I was still at Berkeley. My last, um, my last semester, I took some great classes there, but here it's like 
a lot of experience doing and there's a lot of great equipment here so yeah i i did record that song here while um in one of the one of the studios kind of that we have access to and it was all the school's equipment so yes yeah you just came out with this like what a week ago right you moved on yeah i guess it is a week and ago. and so yeah. it's it's you playing all the parts playing the trombone part the keyboard the singing on it really well done and, and, and one oh, thing that I, I wanted to discuss, just like you sort of the reason that made me go this way is it is you have some really great jazz, jazzy like it's almost like I feel like it's a lot like a like a really great uh, melody of like a 1940s big band tune or something like that. The melody <laughs> just because of the syncopation in it, if you if you know what I mean in it, because it's it's very different than how like a singer songwriter today would write lyrics yeah, like yeah. it's very like exactly creatively phrasing things and it doesn't sound unnatural it, like the one line i think of is i, I have, have tried. tried it's amazing what three years alone can do for your self-esteem one thing that people have told me often pretty much no matter what i do is always wow that sounds really musical theatery and and the the thing is i in high school especially i really kind of discovered and listened to so much of stephen sondheim oh so yeah 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 he, he was the first person to really launch me into being even considering lyrics as something that i would like uh -huh. you know before that it was like i was just in high school playing instrumental concert band and jazz band music and i thought that that was all great but just what he does is is still in my eyes maybe the best music ever you know i might go go so far as to say that it just in my eyes so you know i it's been several years and I, i've listened to a lot of his works um and even more recently dug into it and so i i think a lot of the ideas that i have in terms of maybe melodic phrasing is is maybe what we're talking about or just especially now groove construction and it's in a chamber setting too. I was just going to say to me, a lot of the like musical theater influence comes from for this song. When I hear it, I think of the, the just what you were saying, the orchestration almost of it. Cause mm -hmm. like the keyboard and then just the one instrument playing melody with you. Yeah. So, so I, I would, I would definitely say that it, it definitely comes a lot from that. And it's weird. Like I would sometimes be a little bit like, Oh, people think this is musical theater music, but like, I, I think it's a good thing in my I mean, I think it makes sense for me and not to, I mean, I'd love to work in musical theater eventually, but I think it's OK for me to write music that maybe borrows from that sound, but it's still just a song for a song's sake, you know, and I don't necessarily believe that it's very like I don't listen to this. I didn't get that at my first vibe. I got like this is like a just like you said, a singer songwriter song, mm. but it's just. Had, like to me it feels like it pulled a lot from jazz with the melody line but then the orchestration maybe is musical theater is she i don't i i never really got that vibe i got i get more of the the singer songwriter vibe which i really like okay cool. for your stuff because it's cool, cool. you don't really hear many singer songwriters doing like uh like jazz singer like i don't know how to describe it but you just don't see, hear a ton of music like this a lot it's a good it's a good combination and one thing i also wanted to bring up is the development in this piece it's very different than I feel like some of your past music where you really like you take one line and you you really develop it out more and then you develop the lyrics out more it's not really a ton of different sections of the music if that makes sense you know it's sort of like all right here's our here's our melody 
and then we're just going to develop that throughout is that something you consciously thought about when you were writing this it, it definitely was and i was talking to a friend about it and so when it was first in the, in the earlier stages and maybe this whole thing took and I, I like to take my time with things and and along the way i kind of like one day i'd play this and be like okay maybe that's how i'll do it and then i'd give it a few days and I'd go back to and be like oh n- never mind let me change that but um from the beginning i kind of thought in my mind there there was one point when i had written a bit of it and i was like you know i like the idea but for this to be a successful song i should probably definitely follow some more popular music trends which i which is something i've been thinking about a lot recently um in terms of form and like verse chorus etc and kind of like the 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 standard things you're you're taught and I was trying to make it fit that mold and I was, it just wasn't working. And in my, in my, in my, I was like, you know what, why, why don't I just try it the way that I want it to unfold? And so I, w- I went for it and, and I, it was conscious. The form that it ended up being in is really like a, a prime, a double prime, a triple prime interlude and then B. And, I was like, you know, that makes no sense in terms of what normally happens. Contemporary but Contemporary songwriting yeah. classes. Are but I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. But, I, but it I, works really well. I made sure that the interlude, the da, 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 was like a very, very strong melodic statement that was yeah. like a hook, essentially. And I was okay with things leading up to it being kind of sparse. I, I'm glad you said developed because in i was afraid maybe it all the material wasn't really linking too well together but if, if you if you're saying it's developed then that's good i'm just listening in my headphones as well as we're talking and oh. and the and the syncopation in that melody is just so hip and it's it's so <laughs> subtle too you know oh. what i mean oh well you know that that that's something i've been trying to work on too and it's it wasn't really in the composition phase it was more in the recording and performance phase when i you know, I, I've spent so much time writing music or whatever, and like, I could, oh, I, I think something that really could benefit me, which I'm trying to do, and maybe other people, I don't know, is just take a step back and be like, okay, what is actually going to make a song a really good song? You know, there, there's things that people do that just take it up a step beyond just like settling. It's so easy to just settle for certain choices all the time, you know? the where i'm placing not go to the nth degree for everything yeah so so where i'm placing the the melodic stuff in here for example is like a really good example of me just trying to be very careful and specific about it you know yeah that's awesome yeah that's great the one thing i do want to talk about before we move on from from you moved on (laughs) is the there's the story in the song as well because the other little song you have is sort of in the same genre with this song, I, you know, I can go ahead and say that I was definitely drawing on, a, you know, some more personal experiences. And with the with the first one, though, that. Um, oh, Live Without You? Yeah, that was more. I'm OK with, I think, these days as well. Writing from a false perspective, like for uh-huh. the sake of telling a story like that. Yeah, song for those who don't to, know. Yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, Live Without You is about like being married and living with someone. But they, they died. Yeah. And uh trying to move on from that so it's a i assume that never happened to you yeah i mean i've I've never personally experienced something like that but just you know i've kind of 
you know, I, I very much value honesty in music and life, maybe beyond yeah. beyond everything else. And I think, and especially with the stories that I've been taking a look at and what I like, you know, I think there's a way to write and express ideas honestly, even if they aren't necessarily what happened to you. And we're looking at two different examples here. We're looking at something that didn't happen to me and we're looking at something that did. But I'm still trying to carry that language and how would like putting yourself in that in those shoes and and how would uh-huh. i say this if it if it was real or not you know yeah 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 that i mean it's a good point it's interesting that the, i forget the phrase that you just used but writing from a false not a false narrative but a false perspective yeah is that the first is live without you the first time you've ever done that yes i mean i might go ahead and say like still lyric writing is is kind of fresh and new to me it hasn't been that long but the times that i have done it 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 has always been kind of from the frame of like hey i'm alan and this is what i'm saying you know um that was kind of the first time i don't know like i i mean i use the same character in the drawings for example for both of them but in my eyes he's just kind of like a utility guy that i can use for whatever um it didn't happen to me, but I, I did kind of just maybe tried to empathize with that kind of character perspective. I mean, because I, I, I want to still, moving forward, be able to do both and yeah. kind of be able to write a story about whatever or something that did really happen or, or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's real feeling. That's awesome. Well, that's great. I feel like we've, we've conquered the little song part of the... <laughs> Story now, and I want to bring up. We you were talking about how much you wanted to move into somewhere in this long, this short, not short, small ensemble and uh, chamber group stuff. But I wanted to bring up your track. I hardly know you. I hardly know you, but each time I see you, I get butterflies. Cause I guess I like you. Although that's probably unwise I thought I'd stay away from chasing someone for a while But silly me, when my thoughts wander They always end up on your smile It started out, I did a sketch of it as like a vocal ensemble Like overdubbed vocals, just of the bridge So that's how it kind of started like, and I, I was doing some of that kind of stuff where I, instead of just actually finishing a piece and waiting till it's all done, I just, when I had the idea, just kind of record a quick vocal thing of it maybe. And just cause I was excited about it. Um, so that, and so that's how it started. It was just like a vocal thing. I forget when I made the transition to big band there, you know, um, Concert jazz. We're allowed to talk about on ensembles, right? At Berkeley, right? I mean, That's... I feel like they, they didn't make a sign at non-disclosure. I just I don't know about these things sometimes. Um I I brought in a sketch of the big band version to concert jazz at Which is uh, like the top big band at Berkeley, right? Uh yeah. I mean so there's three and, and you know, they're all good. Um concert jazz is cool because they play a lot of student works. Um I brought in and it was like all the way up through the solo section at that point. Oh, wow. So that's most of the chart. 
but that was like a year before this recording session that i did oh wow and i don't i i think at the time yeah i wanted to write it as a big band thing you know what um there's a thad jones piece little rascal on a rock don't know if you know okay but like yeah i was very into that song it's so cool it's um like very cute and they use it's three flutes and and clarinets um uh we oh i heard it man were you there with us when we saw the vanguard in new york no i didn't go to new york that trip i was so lame i had to work no no no, that's okay that's that's fine i mean that was a school week or we had like a three-day week i forget but that was um when i heard this piece and i was just like so down with a lot of the ideas he had in there so that at village vanguard you heard that piece with the village vanguard big band yes yeah that's not first off incredible experience you got to acknowledge that that must have been oh yeah for sure that concert was great and it was like one of one of the live concert experiences that i was at that was like oh man really glad i'm seeing this live you know what i mean Uh uh-huh yeah a friend of ours do you remember dong he oh yeah of course i do i was in a band with her for a little while right yeah i mean yeah (laughs) um so she was she was taking a class where she needed to produce and record um an artist and i think someone kind of canceled on her so she just asked if i had something kind of ready to go and that's how this happened i got to do this for a free session um it was really late too but i paid the people but like it was like a man it was like a two to six a.m oh man those those were the worst i remember i remember too many of those (laughs) yeah so but we worked on on this song specifically which what she was using for her project and i recorded some others at the session too um, but like that's when I kind of finished it up for sure and finalized the form um, and just made sure it kind of hit everything I wanted to with it. And then yeah. we did the session. She, sorry, she mixed it. And then a friend of hers also mixed it um, for their school stuff. And I and it just the the that's why the mix on this is like in my top notch. Yeah, because I mean, I, I'm not the one who did it. So I can say that, you know, I it's it's definitely like like it's really great good big band mixing going on here yeah and it's a good i mean the the players you got i'm just looking at the video i mean it's like the top cats too like you got a really good band to play it as well well you know i mean i think i was kind of lucky at berkeley um it seemed just every time i and it's not easy i mean i every i i, I mean you hustled always i remember that yeah i mean i've done several i had done several sessions at berkeley you know at this point and there's a lot of times when it's like two days before and you still need a lead trumpet player, (laughs) but like it, it always works out for whatever reason. Um, but in general, yeah, people, I don't know. People have just been very nice and and willing to play my stuff. Um, and now I'm not there. Cause you're a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) And now you're, now you're getting everyone at frost to get to play your stuff. Right. Or, um, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. The first thing I've recorded, I was just me. So I didn't need to ask anybody for anything. (laughs) Uh, you know and you got jake hirsch to play the solo on it which was great yeah yeah Thank you. 
just a cute song. Like it's the lyrics are cute and funny and things like that. And you do a good job of keeping that cuteness and funniness. That's not a word, I think, but you keep the funness with your orchestration. Since we're just talking about it, I want to bring that up. You do a good job of, and like you were mentioning earlier, you're not the go, like the big band, like let's go turn up to like key to a thousand and like let's rock and roll. <laughs> it's a really fun and cutesy. You do a really great job of orchestrating in that sense. Um, thanks. I mean, so far I've, I've written a lot of music that kind of is characterized by that sound just cause I enjoy music like that. I think it's maybe a little representate, little representationative, representationative of me as a, as a guy, not saying that I'm, I'm a big old cutie over here, but you know, um, I, I, I think that just that sound just kind of makes sense to me. You know, it's similar with the little songs too. I think, I, I think more and more, I, I, it's weird. I've been kind of afraid that, you know, the more I do this, like how many times can I really go along that vibe? But I think more and more, I'm like, you know what? It makes sense to me. And I, I think there's no problem with me kind of doing that. But also it makes me wonder if there's, if there should be a time soon or later when I kind of try a different kind of sound, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's also tough when you're young. We don't really, I don't know. Oh. I think about this a lot. Like, I don't really know <laughs> what my sound is going to be yet. Right. Well, that's all. That's a good, that's a good, um, problem to talk about too. I mean, when I wrote, I hardly know you. And I, I was like, man, this is, I, I was like thinking about recording a big band EP, for example, even. And like now I'm finding so much more value in the little song stuff. The small. Yeah. That like if I were to record, put something out there, I think it'd be more along those those lines. And it, you know, I, I've always been, I've always thought it's very important to kind of be very, have a lot of clarity in your, in your writing yeah. as to what your sound is and, and what this all kind of comes what what every when we're writing we're we're thinking about all the individual components of the music but i think it's most important to just look at the big picture and what does the whole thing feel like aesthetically and that that's kind of what what the sound what your sound is and i've always kind of thought that in order to make good music it needs to have good direction and clarity in that sense i've always kind of tried to work on that so but do you think same, of like a, are you, oh. when you write, do you think of end goals then? Are you like, this is how I want this piece to feel overall. And then you go into the individual components and sort of work towards that. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt your train no, of thought. That's fine. It's interesting. Like usually when I write, what gets me started is, is like some one aspect of the piece. Like not, not, it, it, it's like one mo motive one idea that just kind of Takes captures captures me and makes me excited about it and then that is represent represent i'm representative up to, i'm making up these words i know we've been along. making up words all on day. purpose was <laughs> representative <laughs> um of the overall sound yeah you know and and so like I'll, I'll start with the motive then kind of think okay that's what this piece is it's this this and i got to be very clear that all my choices are going to work in line with that towards that you know yeah so it, it it is always important to me but in like a broad sense 
what's going to happen two, three years from now? Am I going to still have the same values? Like, yeah, I don't know. And uh, that's why I think it's okay to put music out while you're growing. And yeah, I think about that a lot as well. Personally for me, I I have no problem. I'm I like that. I'm trying to put music out there on, for example, my YouTube or my, well, just between you and me. And whoever listens to this, um, I'm my mom. Of, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of maybe cutting out the Facebook um, page for now, or just kind of not posting on there. I don't know. Facebook's reach is just giving me a little bit of like. I don't know how much you've dealt with. I mean, maybe it's interesting to talk about marketing and whatever too. But like, it, it just Facebook is is not very helpful for small people. I think. Just yeah, you know, I just saying. I the, they want you to pay for it um so yeah they want you to promote it and all that stuff a lot more yeah so at this point i'm for me it makes sense to just keep putting stuff out there and hopefully end up maybe somewhere where i'm really like man i'm glad i waited before i like record an album for example and like and then, then i'm ready yeah this is my album this is what this is what it means to me or you know i mean that yeah. that's what i think is going to happen unless i never do an album i mean i don't know i don't know not sure not sure yet i mean those are good goals those are good things to have in mind it's, it's tough because it's we live in an age where out al- it's not like a, the album's going to make your career it's really like the fans and people just following you continuously through your career yeah i mean an album would be definitely more of like a passion project you know for me yeah i think but also, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't you, even you, really, I don't even really listen to albums anyway. I I more go just by song by song. I mean, I think that's a consequence of our generation, as as we've said at one point. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. There's several ways to go about it, but you know, I'm still in school, just kind of trying to learn more. Hopefully, carve out more of what I think the music I want to be writing is going to be. You know, you know, figure that out a little more clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, that's a good spot to be at. That's a good spot to be at in your early 20s, I think. A lot of what I'm doing these days is I'm really looking at the people that I really admire and thinking about, you know, what literally did they do or what what kind of music are they writing? And, you know, what why, why are they big now? Um I think about that Eric Whitaker a lot with that because he's probably, you know, when he came to Berkeley, it was like the Beatles showed up. Like people were screaming over, like he had to have security. It was wild. Like that blew And like I remember sitting, Uh, experiencing that and being like, holy cow, this is a class. Like this is a composer. Like this, like the only composers I met before and then were like, you know, people that we would just sit in lecture halls and listen to and be like, yeah, it was dope, but we're not about to, you know not the Beatles and with Whitaker it was like holy crap like well that's the thing I mean Whitaker's doing something that's different and and is good and that that's the biggest thing that kind of like gets me in a that motivates me to like do something more than other things like especially in a school setting which we've both both experienced especially like when there's a curriculum and there's teachers that are just telling you like, okay, this is music. This do. is how you do it. Go ahead and graduate. And then it's like, I, you, 
I think in order for you to make good music, that kind of has to make you angry. If you're like okay with what you're what they're telling you, yeah, I think like in order to establish the curriculum and whatnot, you know, th there's certain things that are codified in, in a way that were maybe the thing is it's dated. I mean, it, it's represent representative of um, the past of the past and and what jazz was back then and. And contemporary music. I mean, I was in example. the yeah, I was in the classical department. And even that, like our contemporary pieces, were still like twenty years old, thirty years old. Yeah, but like, that's why, especially now, I'm looking at what, what do I like a lot that other people like a lot? You know, like what what are people listening to and taking the time out of their day to be like, wow, this music is worthwhile. I I don't know. I think you know, some there's certain things school can't do, and I, I think maybe it just has to be. A personal endeavor of the individual as far as they want to take it or not i mean that's that's what makes you a musician I think. every day here at home in our room all alone i keep waiting for you because it's all i know how to do i don't know how to live without you Laundry days come and gone, mail's piled up on the lawn. Neighbors think we've moved out, they don't know I'm still here without you. And I'm still crazy about you. You left me just <laughs> Thanks again, Alan. You should subscribe, if you're listening to this, to Alan's YouTube page. A-L-A-N space H-S-I-A-O. You should subscribe and comment and give us five-star reviews on the Apple Podcasts oh, so that people right. can uh, subscribe to us. Also, subscribe to our YouTube page. We have an Instagram page. Uh, it has no posts, so don't don't follow us. <laughs> um, uh, follow us. Like us on Facebook. Uh, yeah, we appreciate you listening. Um, I'm not sure who it is, but thanks to the one of you. Uh, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alan, thanks again so much. I hardly know you, but each time I see you, I get butterflies. Because I guess I like you. Although that's probably unwise. I thought I'd stay away from chasing someone for a while. But silly me, when my thoughts wander, they always end up on your smile. I hardly know you, but each time we pass I worry what to say. Maybe, hey, you're kinda cute, would you like to go out on a day? I know I'm probably rushing two or maybe ten steps ahead but i'd like to hold your hand although i hardly know you oh why am i so captured by your smile and your voice and your eyes and all that you have to say i would clear my whole day just to stop and say hey to you
I would clear my whole day just to stop and say hey. I would clear my whole day just to stop and say hey. Are you free? Care to go for a drink? It's on me. I would clear every day just to stop and say hey to you. Although I hardly know you. Thank、you